Well, hello, everybody. Dennis Prager and not Otto, but Snoopy. And there are many ways of looking at the change that has transpired over these last few months. Otto is sick of sitting there the whole time. That's one possible. But here's another read. He wanted to give Snoopy a chance to have the limelight. Very generous. Which do you think it is? Okay, we won't go there because we all know what it is. All right. Oh, yeah, it's it's inconceivable. It's too abstract for uh, for an animal to think that way. Welcome to the fireside chat number two hundred and seventy six. Seventy six. My chance to offer you some spontaneous thoughts, take your questions, and hopefully touch your life. So let me read to you something here from the British newspaper, The Telegraph. We went too far with COVID restrictions, says Germany's pro-lockdown minister. A man by the name of Karl Lauterbach, who happens to be a doctor and was a member of the German parliament, and was the head of the lockdown program in Germany, big advocate of lockdowns, and now says we went too far. So, for example, he says, much of what we did was right. I don't think so, but what was idiocy, he used that word idiocy, was the things like jogging with masks or rules for outdoors. Well, does that remind you of, of the United States of America? How many people were jogging with masks? And I'll never forget the guy arrested where I live in Southern California on the Pacific Beach. Whoa. Is that, uh, is that Otto? Otto's busting in. Oh, Otto was annoyed that we started without him. Well, sorry, Otto. There are consequences in life. <laughs> That'll tell him. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember this guy. He was arrested on the beach alone without a mask or even known, not even just without a mask, that he was outside of his home. He should have been at home. He went to a beach. Why am I telling you this? Oh, and one other thing. He says it was so wrong uh, to uh, it was a, what was a mistake was the long school closures. Oh, guess who said that? People like me the whole time, remember? And how we were hated and ostracized. Not that it bothers me. It doesn't bother me for me. It bothered me for my society. That people who said things that were commonsensical were considered giving you misinformation. It's the government and the CDC in America the the, uh, the the medical authorities and the government that gave you wrong information. The head of New Zealand, I played this so often, said, if you do not hear it from the government, it is not true. And the vast majority of people in New Zealand believed her. I wonder, will they pay any price, all these governments that misled their populations about closing schools and masks and yes, I dare say, vaccinating young people, for example, where in Denmark, it's very ill-advised to get a vaccine today if you're under 50 years of age, just as one example. So how did I know a non-doctor, a non-epidemiologist, a quote, non-expert, 
How did I know what the experts didn't know? Well, for one thing, I use common sense. I believe that nature or God has granted human beings the ability to think even if they're not experts. I don't claim to know as much about mitochondria as a doctor does, but I do claim to have at least as much common sense as a doctor does. And I utilized it and I was not alone. And I read and I read and I read, and there were many doctors who spoke out, but they were of course accused of misinformation by uh, groups that monitor these things like the quote-unquote fact-checkers. I can't emphasize enough that you must draw conclusions from this. Some of us should be more trusted and some should be less trusted after the, the fiasco known as the lockdowns and the masks and the rest. But what I really want to talk to you about is another article, this week's Washington Post about a report from the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control in America, one of the most misleading groups uh, in the United States, whose whose reputation has been so shattered for giving bad advice that I believe all the heads of the CDC should resign and they should go into... What field should they go into? Hmm... Well, every field necessitates common sense. So maybe they should just retire and play golf. Whatever it is, this is the latest. Teen girls are unhappier than ever, says the CDC. So I want to read to you just a little of the report from the Washington Post about teenage girls in the United States. Okay, Nearly one in three high school girls reported in 2021 that they were seriously considering suicide, up nearly 60% from just a decade ago, according to new findings from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hmm. One in three high school girls two years ago considered committing suicide. That, that's very high if that's true. I do believe that a, a vast number of young people in, in my country are in bad shape. And it, this bad shape was completely induced by ideology, specifically by the progressives, the left, the woke, whatever you want to call them. As I have noted on many occasions... Everything that gives life joy has been removed, virtually everything, if not everything, from young people. Well, where should I begin? How is God and religion? I know that if you're a secular person, you think that that's irrelevant, but it's obviously not. Religious kids are way happier than secular kids. That's one example. They've been given no, no belief actually in anything positive, like their own country. Basically, they were told this, as I've told you many times, your past is awful and your future is awful. That would depress me if I were a kid. As an American kid, oh, my past is just racist hate-filled, imperialist, colonialist, 
white supremacist, and my future is death at the hands of climate change. Well, th that'll do it. Add that to the no religion in their lives, no God, no religion. How about no patriotism, no love of country? That's a very big deal in a lot of young people's lives. And let's see, they were, they were deprived of God, of country, of a, of a past that they should be proud of, but are not allowed to be, a future that will bring them death. Wow. Oh, I forgot. And not only that, young, young girl, you may not even be a girl. You may be a boy. Do you realize how depressing that is that to tell kids, maybe you're not a boy, maybe you're not a girl, you'll decide? Do you, do you know how chaotic the, the consequences of that are? That is pure chaos. And it's a gigantic lie to, to, as well. But putting that aside, it is just chaos. Maybe you're a boy. When girls in my, my generation and my parents' generation, their parents' generation, their parents' generation, their parents' generation <laughs> thought about boys, they didn't want to be one. They wanted to be with one. That's a very big difference. And that was a healthy thing for a girl to want to be. Just like a boy wanted to be with a girl. Look at the songs from, from 50, 60, 70 years ago. You have to go 70 years probably. And way back, they were all about a boy falling in love with a girl or a girl falling in love with a boy. Not today. The, 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 the song would be laughed at. So when you think, when you add up all of these things, no wonder one in three girls, if this is true, has been thinking about suicide at some point. It gets worse. Almost three in five teenage girls, according to the CDC, reported feeling so persistently sad or hopeless almost every day for at least two weeks in a row during the previous year that they stopped regular activities. That's a lot. Three in five. So depressed that they stopped functioning. Two weeks in a row. This is all induced by the sick world of their schools, their media, their social media. It's all been induced. Utterly unnecessary. The freest, most opportunity-giving society in history. And they feel hopeless that they can't even function. Another consequence of the sick world of the left. And yet, more and more kids think that, hey, I'm going to vote for and I'm going to support the people who are ruining my life. That's what it amounts to. I will take them seriously. I don't care even the vote. This is not a political little talk I'm giving. It's about life. Then here's my, one of my favorite lines from the Washington Post article. The pandemic took a heavy toll on adolescents. 
who already struggled with depression, anxiety, and thoughts of suicide. It was not the pandemic. It was the lockdown. They do that all the time. Oh, look at what the pandemic did. Look at what the pandemic did. The pandemic caused great starvation in the third world. The pandemic put so many people out of business. The pandemic raised the national debt so terribly. The pandemic ruined kids' lives. No, the pandemic didn't do any of that. Lockdowns did. They're lying when they say the pandemic. They don't mean to lie. I don't think that they even think about it. Sweden didn't have any of this because they didn't have lockdowns. That should tell you all you need to know. And by the way, you may recall, I was against it. It's not unimportant. We're supposed to, everyone who talks publicly is supposed to either establish or lose credibility, right? That, that is what it's supposed to do. If you buy a product, you don't like it, then you don't buy it again. We're a product. Anyone who speaks publicly is producing something. So either we, we attain credibility or we lose it. Think about that. Every one of these fireside chats took place, or uh, uh, the whole lockdown, there were fireside chats. Look back at them and see what I was saying to you. You were one of the only people and really warned for speaking out at the time. I was one of the only people. Uh, from the very... From, yeah, well, April 2020, I spoke here. I wrote an article and tweeted that it was the... The lockdowns were the greatest international mistake in history. So I, I, I have earned your credibility. The experts should, all the experts, virtually all, not all, there were some experts who were terrific, but they weren't reported by the New York Times and by the other media that have no interest in truth and certainly no interest in dissent. We were, we were purveyors of misinformation, according to... NewsGuard and the others who broker for the left in order to suppress dissenting voices and truth. We had a whole session on NewsGuard, M Melissa and myself, the CEO. People at NewsGuard and these other uh, places that suppressed dissent, they prove one of my deepest realizations of life, an article I wrote recently, and my next PragerU video will be on this. And that is the, the weakness of the human conscience. If you think the human conscience is all you need to do good, please know that virtually every ideology that has hurt people, people slept well at night. The conscience is as uh, strong as silly putty. You need a lot more than the conscience. You need courage. You need God. You need the Bible. You need reason. All of them are necessary. A lot of religious people are not, uh, are not particularly terrific either, although the odds are they're a little better on average. Okay, I just wanted to uh, read to you about this. Oh, yes, finally, this is what the CDC, the CDC 
in America recommends for all these depressed young people, I guess the girls especially. It recommended, ready? One, improved access to mental health services. Like it's a mental illness, not a, a spiritual collapse, a moral collapse, a meaning collapse. It's mental illness. That's what we need are more psychologists to tell you you're a victim. Two, uh, more classroom management training for teachers. That'll do it. Boy, that's a, that's a brilliant recommendation. Didn't you think of that? More classroom management training for teachers? That'll help girls stop having suicidal thoughts. I don't even know what it means, by the way. I have no idea what it means. Number three, school clubs that foster gay-straight alliances. So much, so much for the CDC as a non-political group. Why will that help girls not have suicidal inclinations? Maybe it will affect some of the, uh, the gay girls, but that's a tiny, tiny percentage. Isn't that amazing? You never would have thought of that. And finally, of course, no, not finally, four, high-quality health education. That's what they're. That's what they're lacking. These recommendations are are truly ludicrous. And fifth, enforcement of anti-harassment policies. Yeah, but they admit that it's sixty percent higher the suicidal ideation than it than ten years ago. We 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 had fewer anti-harassment policies then. It's hard to take the CDC or any of these uh, experts seriously. But here, yeah, so okay, that's fine. So we have Club 5 to help a PragerU keep all of this stuff free. It's uh, a movement with thousands of people. You ensure PragerU has the support it needs for the long haul. You contribute to our mind-changing videos and keep them free. You will receive... Not only do you do good, but you receive something, a free ebook of all the five minute video scripts of that year, all the five minute uh, videos that we put out the scripts. That's that's worth it. So help us reach thousands more. It's just five dollars a month, 17 cents a day. Well, when you put it that way, it's not a big sum. (laughs) Anyway, please help us join Club Five. And thank you. That's at PragerUWrite.com. Okay. Hey, Dennis. My name's Alex. Um, I'm 25 years old, currently in the great state of Texas. What are your thoughts on conservatives uh, calling it a ban certain social media apps, TikTok being the main one? The main concern with TikTok being that it's controlled by the CCP. But as a Gen Zer myself, I rely on social media to gather information, whether it be politics, culture, uh, anything else. And if I'm being quite honest, banning apps like TikTok is going to do more harm than good, especially in the younger generations. The left has proven that social media can work in their favor. I think we can make it work in our favor as well. Thank you. All right. So, Alex, thank you. So let me begin with the end. Of course, we know that social media could work in our favor. PragerU... It's a perfect example. It's pretty powerful force. And thank God we're not the only one. 
Daily Wire is a terrific example, too. So we know that, but it's not a level playing field because the, the big tech people do not shut the left down. They do shut us down. Not always, but if they do shutting down, it's us. Regarding TikTok, anything that benefits the Chinese Communist Party is bad for humanity. It's a pretty clear moral issue. There are many, many ways to learn what is happening in the world. And if TikTok disappeared, I promise you, you would have many, many alternative ways. One of the ways, by the way, that you didn't mention, but I'm sure you're aware of and may well use, are great websites that, that, you know, like City Journal, like American Greatness, like The Federalist. I mean, there are so power line. I mean, there are so many wonderful ones that, uh, or Town Hall, I, 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 I feel bad that I'm not thinking of other great ones that come to mind, but, but there are a lot of places that, that put out great stuff. But I, I, uh, I do worry about anything that uh, is helping uh, that regime. Just remember, the Chinese Communist Party is responsible for more death than any group in history. The, uh, or at least any group in modern history. Let, let, let me be very precise. The hundred million slaughtered, well, uh, in, in the world by communism. Let's let's take uh, the Soviets and Pol Pot and Cambodia and others away. So about sixty million were killed by Mao. And it was the North Korean Communist Party was developed by uh, by Mao, which is is a, a large torture camp, North Korea. It, they, they idolize Mao. Can you imagine if the Germans still idolized Hitler? That would be the equivalent. This is a very very bad group, that means that me does not mean well with regard to freedom on, on this planet. So people need to be aware of that. Okay. Uh, John in Playa del Rey, California. Hello, Dennis Otto and company. I've been listening to Fireside for at least two years and love many of the maxims and lessons you share with us weekly. I love that you are a devout Jew, Dennis and you make excellent and fervent arguments for the existence of our creator. Actually, I make excellent arguments for the necessity of belief in our creator. I just want to be precise. I make excellent arguments for the existence, but the existence is much less important than the significance of the God of the Bible. However, it seems that you give a hall pass to non-believers, that people go to heaven as long as they are quote-unquote good people. Psalm 14, 1 to 3 states, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They do abominable deeds. There is none who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. What is your thought, thought that someone deserves to go to heaven if they don't believe in the God that created it? 
God bless and thank you for fighting for saving our American freedoms. Well, that's the theology. You said uh, you were happy I'm a devout Jew. Judaism taught me. The Torah teaches me, the, the, the first five books, which are the essence, that God judges people by their behavior, not their theology. Now, if you're an atheist who tries to wean people away from the God of the Bible, you're doing bad. But if you personally, for whatever reason, just can't believe in God, but you act like a good person, I do believe that there's a good chance that God will reward you with heaven because my, my religious belief is that God judges us by our deeds. The, the God uh, that I believe in is behavioral. And a Jew, who, a Jew who does bad doesn't go to heaven, even if he believes in God. And a non-Jew who does good does go to heaven, even if he doesn't believe in the God of the Bible. That doesn't mean belief is not important. Belief is extremely important because without it, we're going to have what we have now in America, secular chaos. It's after all, the non-religious who say men give birth. The nonsense of our, of, uh, the dangerous nonsense of our time is all a product of the secular mind. So faith is really important, but as how God judges people, I, I, I do believe that, uh, that it is by behavior. And I agree with the Psalms that it is a fool who says that there is no God. It's not a fool who says, I don't know, but it is a fool who says there is no God, who is certain of it. Christina, 43, Long Island, New York. What would you recommend for a kid after high school as an alternative to value-crushing college? My recommendation, especially since you live in New York, is that the kid go to the Midwest <laughs> and be a waiter or waitress for a year. I, I happen to think that uh, there is very little in life that teaches you as much in life as being a waiter or waitress. They don't like waiter or waitress anymore because one is masculine and one is feminine. This is what our secular world battles, really important battles. Like we all know how bad life is when people say waiter or waitress. So now they say server. I don't know why server is nice. You're my server. You serve me. <laughs> that's, that's noble, but there's something wrong with waiter or waitress. Anyway, I uh, anything that uh, gets them out of their provincial uh, New York, Boston, Los Angeles type life and has them meet real people and do something for a living that is life enhancing, where especially where you do have to, in fact, serve people and smile, even if you're in a bad mood, I think that would be a great thing for them to do. What's our timing? You're torn. Seven. Oh, we're good. 
Okay, Luke 16, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Hello, Dennis. I'm a conservative teen in Canada. Wow, you're lonely. Who lives in a very left-wing area. Anyway, I had to make a presentation about a novel in English class, and I chose 1984 by George Orwell. I compared what was happening in the book to the censorship that is prevalent in our culture today. This was not received well by some of my classmates who called me a bigot, among other things. I've become somewhat of an outcast because of this, and it's gotten to the point where nobody will even go near me. My question is, where do I go from here? What's my next move? Well, if it's any consolation, all good in history has been achieved by the outlier. You're an outlier in your school, and uh, it it comes with a price, being an outlier, and that is, you're an outlier. (laughs) That means that the sheep are not in your corner. I feel for you. I mean, it's, it's hard to believe no one will talk to you. If that's the case, you might want to consider leaving the school. Uh, or if you're willing to put up with it, stay in the school. And you'll have an inoculation against uh, later hurt in life. You will have learned at an early age how to handle attacks and, uh, and even a, a degree of loneliness. What I find fascinating in what you described is you compared George Orwell's book on censorship and, of course, manipulation of language and totalitarian control to what is happening with all the censorship in Canada, and they called you a bigot. (laughs) They might as well call you a tulip. (laughs) I don't get it. What does that have to do with bigotry? It shows you that they've been brainwashed, your, your classmates. They don't know how to respond, so they just pick out one of the names. Six herbs, sexist, intolerant, xenophobic, homophobic, Islamophobic, racist, bigoted. They picked the B word. They probably did the others as well. Well, if it's any consolation, you will ultimately meet like-minded people as you get older and have dear friends who share your commitment to truth and freedom. You are, uh, you're doing well. You must know that. But all moral achievement is difficult. If it were easy, we'd be living in a much better world. Well then, Thank you for watching. I'll see you next week. I'm Dennis Prager.